What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that it's helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity, in your walk toward becoming the particular saint that God our Father desires for you and me and for all of us to become. Here's how the show goes. You hit me up with the questions. Uh, I will then sit with the questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that it's helpful for you to grow in holiness. However, my disclaimer is this and has always been this. I'm not perfect. Therefore, the advice I give to you, I share with you, might not always be good for you. If that's the case, then I want to encourage you to reject whatever it is that I say that does not help you to grow in your relationship with God. But if my advice is helpful, though difficult, then I really want to invite you to lean into Jesus Christ crucified so that God could give you the graces that you may need to fulfill the demands of discipleship. If you're a first time listener, you can hit me up with your own questions at www.ascensionpress.com slash askfatherjosh. Uh, that's www.ascensionpress.com slash askfatherjosh. And you can uh, fill out a form on my podcast page and uh, we can stay connected with each other that way. You can give me your critiques, your comments, your questions, your feedback, your glory stories on that web page you can also stay connected with me through my books i've written with ascension press uh, pocket guide to adoration and uh broken and blessed and i'm super excited because in february there's another book coming out and i really cannot wait for you to check that out it's super exciting and uh yeah we're probably going to begin to talk about it really soon i did it with uh, another presenter from ascension and so we're gonna unveil that in the next couple of weeks so that's super exciting but uh, you can also worship god with me at the holy sacrifice of the mass on the essential press facebook page as many of you know my church was struck by lightning a while back and i'm pretty sure by if it's not this sunday next sunday we'll be back on facebook we'll be back uh online so you can worship god with us at the holy sacrifice of the mass at the ascension press facebook page on sunday at seven o'clock a.m central time 8 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, what are we going to talk about today? On today's show, we're going to talk about falling in love with God. Wise men say, only fools rush in. But what? But I can't help falling in love with you. And uh, we are also going to talk about family Bible studies, the domestic church, which I, I love very much. And we are going to discuss the meaning of the covenants in the Bible. But before we get into those awesome topics, I want to share with you some glory stories. I'm sipping on some water on the rocks right now. It's so good. It's not as good as coffee. But, you know, every now and then your throat needs that. Your throat just be, like, longing for that water. Mmm. And water on the rocks is good. So, my feedback is this. The other day I woke up at 3 a.m. Y'all know I'll be waking up all the time. Like, I try, man. Look, I just want to get some good sleep at some point in my life. But, no, I did. The, on my day off, I got 12 hours of sleep, which I never get. But, uh, yeah, the other day I went to bed and I woke up at, like, 3 a.m. and 
I normally wake up at five and so I was like, man, Jesus, this is like two hours earlier than I was hoping for. But if I'm up, I'm up. So I, I started praying and I, and I went to go pray just to be with Jesus, not to use God or not to intercede or not to discern or not to work on any upcoming projects or talks or whatever, just to go be with Jesus. And what often happens for me whenever I'm just chilling with Jesus, just kicking it, kick off your shoes and relax your feet. When I'm just hanging out with Jesus, my best friend, because he is my best friend. I want to be around him all of the time. Yeah. Uh, and while we're hanging out in prayer and I'm worshiping him and adoring him and just looking at him and loving on him, he sometimes just like feeds me with material for projects I'm working on. Like I'm not, I don't go asking for that. Like I went to just be with him. And because I wasn't grasping, like sometimes he just like infuses in my soul these different things. And so I have like a lot of stuff this past week I had. Gosh, I just had so much uh, going on. It's been busy. It's busy being a pastor and vocation director. It's just there's a lot, and so I had some presentations I'm doing at LSU and for Legatus and for some universities uh, in Louisiana that I was speaking at. And in addition to my duties in the vocations office and at the parish, and I just perceived it felt like I, I say perceived because I could be wrong, right? But it, I perceived that the Lord was like infusing all these different talks. Um, and materials for me. And I was like, man, Jesus, you are so good to me. Like, you provide so much. And uh, I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful to God that, that he spoils me so much. And so I was super grateful for that. And then uh, the, if you if you were to like, so I got these Bose headphones and they are just super helpful, especially when I'm like listening to like, whether it's chant or like praise or gospel music. And I'd be jamming out, man. They got some good, good stuff out there right now. Oh uh, man, what's that? What's the song I'm doing right now? It's um, mm, let me let me look it up real quick. So the one I'm jamming out to right now, uh, a lot. It's in Maverick City. Uh, oh, this is it. Let me see, real thing. Oh yeah. Do you hear that? Doom 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 doom. Man, yeah. Woo hoo. <laughs> oh man, this is so good. Real thing. So. I've been jamming out to real thing a lot lately, and it's just been ah so good. But the other day, I was in my my adoration chapel and uh, in my rectory, and I was doing some intercessory prayer, and like I needed a breakthrough, and so I was literally like singing "Break Every Chain." And if you've ever seen that Benny Hinn video on YouTube where it looks like they put a lightsaber in his hand and he's like knocking people down with a lightsaber, that's what I was doing in my chapel. I was like, I break that chain in the name of Jesus. I break it in the name of Jesus, and. Uh, and literally, I got out of the chapel, and the chains that I was breaking in prayer were broken. And I was like, whoop, Lord, you came through. You come through in the clutch. And so I just, I love Jesus so much. He's so good to me. Uh, so good, so good to me. All right. Uh, now, before we get to the show, I got some feedback. Uh, this feedback comes in from Mary. Mary writes this. I've been listening to your earlier podcast of the show. I love the show. I notice you always encourage the presentation of diverse art, saints, Marian apparitions, etc. Yes, I do. Uh, that's one of my missions in life. Uh, I noticed in the last couple of years, God has led me to desire devotion to a, a knowledge of St. Kateri. Uh, I want to dive into more diverse saints. Do you have any recommendation for books by or biographies of diverse saints? Yeah, uh, there's actually a new book coming out by my friend Meg Hunter-Kilmer. I'm not sure who the publisher is. But I believe the book is called Saints Around the World. I got to review it. The book is absolutely amazing. It's about 
all these saints, these men and these women, these boys and these girls from all these diverse backgrounds from North America and South America, uh, Africa and Asia, uh, Australia, like Europe, all, all over. Like these beautiful saints, men and women, lay saints and religious saints and priest saints and seminarians and married couples and single people. And it's just so beautiful. And so that book should be coming out soon. And I would definitely encourage you to cop that. It's so, so good. And it's it's true. I mean, uh, representation is so, so important. It really does matter. And whenever we begin to see ourselves represented in the artwork and in the statues and the stained glass windows and in the priest and religious and lay leaders in the church, uh, both at conferences and on the diocesan level and parishes and the chancery and schools, it really does change everything for so many disciples. So it, it becomes a bridge for people to fall in love with God. And that's the goal, right? It's to fall in love. That's what Father, who's that Jesuit priest, Father Pedro Rupe said. He said, there's nothing more practical than finding God. Fall in love, stay in love, and love decides everything. Speaking of fall in love, let's go ahead and jump into our first question. Question number one comes in from Alex, and it's about falling in love with God. Hey, Father Josh, first, I'd like to say thank you for all you do. Your show has been a gift to me and has encouraged me to grow my faith. I was baptized Catholic but raised outside the church, but I've always believed in God. But I'm only starting to really understand what it means to be Catholic. Thank you for your help in that department. Because I was not raised in a particularly religious home, my first real exposure to religion and scripture came through college courses which sparked my interest, but also somewhat intimidated me discussing religion in a classroom uh, setting felt uh, way out of my depth. However, it did light a spark to explore my faith more deeply, which has grown ever since. My question is this. I hear people write into your show off the claiming to be on fire for God. What does it mean to be on fire for God? Over the last few years, especially, I have felt a very strong desire to explore my faith, learning what it means to be Catholic and grow closer to Jesus Christ. I feel like I'm making steady progress at those first two items, but not always the third. Sometimes I feel like my approach is too academic, like I'm thinking more than I'm feeling. In the past, I focused on reading apologetics and building intellectual defenses and justifications of my faith. I think it was a viable experience, but I did so at the expense of reading scripture. Now I make it a point to read scripture regularly, meditate and pray with it. This has helped, but I still sometimes feel like I'm using too much of my head and not enough of my heart. I do feel like I'm on fire, but sometimes it feels more like learning about God rather than building a relationship with God, which is what I desire. Is this normal at this kind of discovery stage I'm at to be focused more on learning about my faith and participating in it? Is it a problem? And if so, how can I overcome it? Thank you again for all you do uh, and know that you're my prayers. Alex, that's a great question. And um, man, I would just first of all like to say that I think you're in a beautiful place with Jesus Christ and that there are different members of the body of Christ, and we're going to be drawn to abide in relationship with God in different ways. And there are some people who are going to be drawn um, to abide in relationship with God on a more emotional level, and sometimes where they are are weak is on the intellectual level, which is something that they should strive to grow in, um, because if you don't know about God, then you might not be in right relationship with God, right? So we need to know how God wants us 
us to be in relationship with him. We need to know about the Lord in order to actually worship God as as God desires to be worshipped, as God desires for us to be in relationship with him. So I think the fact that you are being drawn by the Holy Spirit um, through an intellectual conversion, which is what St. Augustine experienced, St. Augustine had an intellectual conversion, um, then I think that, that could, that's a very beautiful thing for you. Uh, and so just don't compare yourself to anybody else, any other saint, but just focus on Jesus. And again, you're reading scripture daily now. Uh, you're praying with it. You're meditating on it. There, that's that's important. That's what's important. I, I, I would encourage you to to try to perceive what God is saying to you in Scripture, so to not just read Scripture to to know about the Lord, but as you are learning about Him, to ask Holy Spirit, like, what are you saying to me in this? How are you drawing me to abide with Jesus in this? But it doesn't have to involve any feelings whatsoever. Like, I'm, I might be more, I tend to be more emotional um, in my prayer, but that's just my personality. That's just my temperament. But uh, if you're not, that's totally fine. You don't have to be. The fact that you are devoting time, that's love. You know, passion, uh, being passionate about anything isn't really what's important. Like, I'm not passionate about waking up at 3 a.m., like I said earlier, but I, I, I did wake up at 3 a.m. and then I pray, right? It's, uh, I don't think many parents are passionate about waking up at 2 or 3 to, you know, be with their babies who are crying, but they do it because they love. And the fact that you are reading scripture, meditating and pondering scripture in in addition to your studies, which are, are is very important, uh, I think that shows that you love the Lord very much. And that, yeah, I would agree with you. You are on fire. So I would just say, keep doing what you're doing. And as you read the word, listen to him, speak to you in the word, ask Holy Spirit to let, reveal to you uh, what God is trying to speak to your to to your life in this season uh, with God and your walk toward eternity. Uh, so yeah, uh, continue to fall in love with God in the way that God invites you to fall in love, which is going to look totally different than every other saint, especially me. So uh, be be cautious of the enemy attacking you through comparison and through looking at too many other disciples and just keep focusing on Jesus. And right now, Jesus is drawing you to abide with him in the intellect. And so uh, that's a beautiful place. The, the mind of Christ is a beautiful place to, to abide with Jesus at, my brother. And so uh, praise God for that. So continue to uh, falling in love, uh, fall, fall in love with God. It's beautiful. Speaking of the Bible as the, the, the place where we fall in love with the Lord uh, through our intentional and consistent time with God in the Bible, our next question comes in from, <clears throat> oh, oh, who is it? Maria, Maria, da, 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 da. you remind me of a biblical story. Maria says, hola, Father Josh, I'm Maria, and I'm from Puerto Rico. Yes, you have fans here, ha, ha. I wanted to first say thank you, muchas gracias, for your openness to God's will because from your words, there's been much fruit in my life and my people around me. My question is about family Bible studies. My parents have been devout Catholics their whole lives, yet only last year did God give me the grace of reversion as well as my sisters coming back to the church. Praise God. During lockdown, we did a family Bible study in which we picked some verses from the Bible and studied them, but our differences in knowledge and even spirituality made it difficult to carry on. This week, I felt... The Holy Spirit poke uh, to talk with me, my family, about starting them back up. What is a good way to go about combining our differences? What are some good starting places and resources? I'd love for it to be a meaningful experience for us and to help us to grow in faith as a family. Thank you so much. I pray and hope to meet you one day in heaven. Yes. And uh, as we unite with our beloved, God bless you, Maria. Maria, Maria, thank you so much. Um, you know, whenever I did mission work, 
in uh, Guatemala and Nicaragua, uh, a lot of the children thought I was Puerto Rican. So I'm biracial. My dad's black. My mom's white, but I could pass for Puerto Rican. And so, yo puedo hablar español, pero I need to work on it. Uh, so, but there it is. So yeah, I think that this is so beautiful that you and your family are um, have done Bible studies together and can may continue to do them by the grace of God. Uh, I think that there are different kinds of Bible studies. And so, uh, yeah, I think that you will have to practice with what works best. I think that maybe y'all could try two different things. Uh, you know, Ascension offers so many, so many beautiful, awesome, cool Bible studies. Uh, the Biblical Walk to the Mass by Dr. Edward Sri, uh, Jesus, uh, The Way, uh, The Truth, and the life. You have all the Jeff Cavins Bible studies, unlocking the mystery. Um, there's just so many different things that y'all could do that I would recommend all of those. And then also Father Mark Toops uh, has, uh, the, the for Advent season, he has rejoiced with the Holy Family. So maybe y'all could do two different things. Uh, so I think like uh, you could do No Greater Love, a biblical walk through Christ's passion during Lent. And for Advent, you could do something of a more spiritual book, which would be Mark, Father Mark Toop's offer that he did uh, with me and Sister Miriam. They rejoice um, Advent with the Holy Family, or Advent with Mary, Advent with Joseph, and so that way you you have the two different you have the different approaches. One one's more about prayer and the and going into your imagination, and and the other was more rooted in, this, in 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 like exegesis and stuff like that. And so I think that just finding different things and, and trying them out and then finding what works for your family because everybody's different, right? Like that's why I always tell people in the spiritual life, you have to like practice a, a, a few different things to find out what works for you. Um, so for, not, you know, some people can pray imagines a prayer. Some people can't. Some people can pray Lexio Divina really well. Some people can't. Um, some people enjoy praise and worship. Some people don't like it. Some people like gospel. Some people hate it. Some people like a growing chant. Some people can't stand it. So you have to find out what works for you and your family. And so the only way you can do this is if you practice different ones. So I would get a few different studies and actually try them out. And when you try them out, not only look for what like is your style, but look for virtue. What helps your family as a collective grow in virtue together? Um, because that's like the fruit of, of good prayer is, is virtue. And so the, the fruit of a good Bible study, whether it's one more of the heart or of the mind would be the virtue that flows from it. And so, um, I'll, I'll just encourage you to, to go to Ascension Press's website. We have so many different Bible studies that we offer and, and then, and other book studies. And I would say, just pray with a few different ones that are very different in their genre and see which one works for your family as a unit, and then stick with it. And as long as it bears fruit, which is virtue, uh, in your relationship with Jesus, then stick with it. And then as soon as you notice that that one's not working for y'all, then scratch it and go somewhere else, go in a different direction, check out our other um, studies that we offer. So that's what I would offer. But I would say, uh, you know what, let me know. Um, and I do, man, I'm so excited you want to be a saint, because, uh, yeah, if I never get to meet you, uh, on earth, then I definitely cannot wait to like just worship God with you in heaven. Oh, it's gonna be so good. So we have to pray for that grace to persevere straight up. Straight up, not tell me to really wanna love me forever. Oh, oh, oh. We are about to take a break from the show and come right back with number three questions. All right, so uh stay tuned. We have one more question and we're gonna get to that question after the break. What if this year your Advent could be different? What if you could learn how to welcome Jesus into your heart from the people who did it first? This year, Ascension's Rejoice Advent Journal invites you to experience Advent with Joseph and Mary 
as they await the birth of their son Jesus, the Savior of the world. Together with the guided meditations found on RejoiceProgram.com, this journal will help you to see the marriage of Mary and Joseph in a new light. You will ponder what was in their hearts and minds as they awaited the birth of Jesus. Rejoice will help you open your heart to the peace and the joy of the Holy Family as you prepare for the coming of Jesus this Christmas. Visit RejoiceProgram.com to purchase your copy today. Ooh, we're back. And uh, also, another cool thing that Father Mike Schmitz is offering is like this really cool new Bible thing where he's going like, to read the Bible every day. Uh, I don't know all the details about it, but I saw a promo video for it, and it looks really cool. And so I will do a much better job talking about that on my next podcast. But for now, it looks like it's something super cool. So, yeah, just stay tuned for that as well as another idea for Ascension stuff that you can offer. Uh, and you can hit me up with your questions at www.ascensionpress.com slash Josh. Don't forget, that's where you can critique me, give me more questions, make comments, give me feedback, give me glory stories, etc., etc., etc. Last question comes in from Jessica. Jessica writes this. Um, the meaning of covenants. Hey, Father Josh, could you explain the concept of covenants? Covenants are mentioned throughout Scripture, and even in Mass, we hear about Jesus establishing an everlasting covenant. What kind of relationship is entailed in a covenant, and why does God want to establish covenants with his people? Yeah, so covenants, Jessica, are super, super important. Um, and one of the cool things about covenants is, yeah, they were something that were established long before Jesus created the church, the Catholic Church. Uh, and fulfilling the new covenant. Uh, so the, I think we need to make distinctions. So like the uh, there is a distinction between like a covenant and a contract. So contracts are exchanges of um, of services between two groups, whereas a covenant is an exchange of persons. Uh, contracts, as you know, can be broken, uh, and they have been broken, and you can go to court over that all the time. But a covenant uh, is indissoluble. So um, it ain't going nowhere, no time soon. Uh, so throughout salvation history, since the beginning, in the beginning, that's the Audrey Saad song. Uh, in the beginning, you've hovered over the waters. Uh, I'm in a good mood right now, you can tell. So in the beginning, uh, ever since the beginning uh, in salvation history, we humans have always messed up and we've strayed. And uh, we have just totally broken the heart of God. Uh, but even though we have strayed, God will not ever, ever, ever stray. Uh, his covenant will be fulfilled even whenever we mess up over, over and over again. We mess up uh, through all the different things that we do. God will always be faithful. Throughout the scriptures, there are a number of different covenants that were made. Uh, there was the uh, I think it's called Noahic Covenant, uh, and the Noahic Covenant is where God established a covenant with him and guess who? Noah. Uh, and yeah, by the way, you know, I know some schools, some Catholic schools even, have tried to teach that Noah wasn't real. Like that's whack. That's wiggity 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 whack 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 whack. Uh, jump jump. Um, people wanna. If that's what your Catholic school is teaching you, you better jump jump out of that school and go somewhere else. Uh, I remember one time I was preaching at a at a church where that's the school had taught that like Jonah wasn't real. And I was like, all right. So they did my homily at the mass. I started preaching about how Jonah was real because guess who talked about Jonah? 
Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Jesus Christ himself. He talks about Jonah. And uh, and so, yeah, Jonah definitely was real. Jonah definitely was swallowed by a well. He definitely died. And on the third day, he raised from the dead, just like Jesus died. And on the third day, raised from it was raised from the dead. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, whenever you are, your kids are coming back home saying, I was taught this. Uh, just go ahead and jump, jump at the school and go somewhere else. Jump, jump. Father Joshua, make you jump, jump. So it is Noah uh, was a person who experienced the establishment of a covenant with God. And uh, and the covenant was that uh, Noah and his descendants would never again flood, uh, experience the, f- the, the flood that destroyed all life. Uh, so it was a covenant by God that was established with all of humanity. Uh, and so... Uh, that is one of the covenants. Another covenant was established uh, with Abraham, Abraham, Father Abraham. Uh, and so this covenant uh, was established because God said that he wanted to make a great nation of his descendants through which the whole world will be blessed. That's in Genesis. Uh, and so, yeah, that's another one. Another one is the Mosaic covenant. Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. And so God established this covenant with Moses. Uh, and so the, the Jewish people, they were freed from slavery. Freedom, freedom, let us go. Freedom, oh, oh, hey, hey. And so, uh, yeah, so they were blessed uh, by by God in the Mosaic covenant. Uh, the Davidic the covenant is also uh, a covenant that was established with, guess who? King, King David. Uh, and so God established the covenant with David uh, that the Messiah will come from David's descendants. And as you know, uh, Jesus is that descendant, right? Uh, and so that's pretty cool. Uh, and then, of course, the new covenant is where God promised to establish a new covenant through the prophet Jeremiah, uh, which was fulfilled in Jesus the Christ, Gospel of Luke, chapter 22, verse 20. Uh, so, yeah, covenants are super important. Uh, because they are an exchange of persons and valid covenants are indissoluble, which is so cool. So God loves us so much that he doesn't just want to have a contract with us. He wants to have a covenant relationship with us, which means he wants to be with us forever, 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 ever, forever, ever, forever. So he wants to be with us forever and all times, Uh, always and forever. His love is for real. Yeah, so it's uh it's that good good. Anyways, I need to uh I got to go. So I hope you enjoy the podcast today. And uh I just wanna invite you to pray with me real quick. Uh let's go ahead and pray. I have this beautiful relic uh of Saint Charbel right next to me, and so we're gonna ask Saint Charbel for his intercession. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Merciful Father, through the Holy Spirit, you chose St. Charbel as a voice crying in the wilderness. His monastic life is an example to your church. In the scriptures, he discovered your holiness as word made flesh and darkness gave way to light. In the Eucharist, he encountered your divinity as bread of life and in poverty of this world gave way to the treasures of your kingdom. In prayer, he experienced your silence as mystery present and loneliness gave way to communion. Loneliness gave way to communion. God, loneliness gave way to communion with you. May our loneliness draw us to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May our experience of loneliness draw us to solitude with Christ. Mm. Through the Virgin Mother, he embraced your son as a lover of mankind. 
and hostility gave way to hospitality. Mm. We praise you. We praise you for our Father. We praise you, Father. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Spirit of God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Oh, me. All right, y'all. God bless. <laughs>